Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast, Thrifting Ain't Easy. I'm Erica, back with another episode this week, and this one is definitely going to be a fun one. I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a while now, but I kind of wanted to wait until after Christmas so I could just get a breather from my sales and also encourage you guys for the after Christmas 2021 boost that we all need. I'm so excited for this week's episode, and if you don't know already, but I know you do. I'm going to be discussing how I have made over 1,000 plus sales on Etsy. And just a little spoiler alert before we get more into this episode, around 700 of those sales have come within this summer. So I'm going to go into how I did it, what it's been like, and how I think you can do it too through this podcast episode. So if you're interested in learning how I made over 1,000 sales on my Etsy, just keep on listening. So for this podcast episode, I want to sort of do it as a list of how I went about it and also a list on what you can learn from it. So I'm going to kind of number this episode from tip one to tip two, three, four, five, and so on. And that's how I started it. And that's how I, excuse me, that's how I also recommend you start it is through these steps that I took that I honestly just learned on my own um, as a business owner over the summer. So before I get into it, I want to explain my background so you guys can further understand. I am the owner of The Cheap Teak on Etsy. Again, that is The Cheap Teak. I will have that um, in the description below of this podcast episode. And I blew up this summer during quarantine. So I blew up mainly with my mystery boxes. I was one of the first people on Etsy to do mystery boxes, and I was the first person to do theme mystery boxes, specifically clothing theme mystery boxes. So I got the leg up, and that was like the boost of my business. Um, Of course, people followed suit, but you know what? I don't even care because at the end of the day, we're all just trying to make it out here in the reseller world, and it's been so much fun to grow and yeah. But if this is your first time first time listening to this podcast, I am a college student. I am balancing my business and my Etsy all at the same time. So this year was a little bit hectic, but also easier at the same time. So a little bit more context. I started selling mystery boxes in June of this year, a little bit late to the game, but I was selling summer Fisco theme mystery boxes. Those completely took off. I had done amazing over the summer, and I came up with the idea to do sweatshirt mystery boxes and sports t-shirts mystery boxes, accessories mystery boxes. I now do long sleeve. I do reseller mystery boxes, and I do Christmas sweater mystery boxes. Um, And lastly, I do a full style mystery box. I do those for a set price. My sweatshirt is 23. Visco Girl is now on sale. I'm doing a winter sale because it's the short sleeve shirt. So those are a little harder to push, but I'm doing a sale on those for 15 bucks, $14 for the sports shirt mystery box and $6 for the accessory mystery box. Um, So yeah, I do a bunch of different mystery boxes that I 
have had a ball with. It blew up my shop exponentially. Right now, as of December 29th, I have 1,273 sales on my Etsy. And that's honestly all because of these mystery boxes. These mystery boxes have been amazing. And I saw the fun idea on Poshmark and I thought, I was like, wow, I should take this to my Etsy because I don't see anyone doing it on Etsy. And honestly, it was really oversaturated on Poshmark. I'm going to be honest, the market for mystery boxes have has been oversaturated on Poshmark for a while now. And I wanted to take it to Etsy. So I did. And it's done so amazing for me. This holiday season was the busiest I've ever had. Um, I've brought in the most income I've ever had. And I've been busy almost every day with shipping and preparing mystery boxes. And out of the holiday season, since um, since Thanksgiving, I made 200 sales itself. So I am so excited for this next chapter in my life. I've been killing it since June and I am now sitting at 1,273 sales. And I'm not kidding y'all, before I was selling mystery boxes, I was maybe making one sale a month. And I was selling, you can still go on my shop because I still have them up, but I was selling the, let's see, the styrofoam bag of packing peanuts for slime. People used to make slime and I just had that in my shop. I literally just had that and random stuffing. And I had mainly my Etsy before the mystery boxes was um, supplies. I had the slime making stuff. I had the bag of shredded paper so that people could package. Um, I had different jewels and jewelry wholesale that I got and I would sell that but it was literally maybe once a month that I would make a sale on Etsy and since I completely dropped that and moved on to my mystery boxes I have blown up I'm not even kidding so yeah that's my background on selling on Etsy and right now I have like I said 1200 sales just basically from the summer and I'm so thankful. I am so appreciative. I can't thank any of my supporters and all of you guys listening enough. This has been such a learning experience for me and mainly the reason why I started this business because I, first of all, I know the style because I wear the style. I dress like those girls. I'm a visco girl in a sense and I wanted to style people. I just love that and I also wanted to prepare myself for life outside of college because I see how this pandemic is going and I'm so scared for life after and I want to make sure that I can be okay and I love my business with everything in me. I love creating clothes. I love style boxes. I love all of it and I love having amazing customers who I give them a cute little thank you note and some extras in their purchase and they thank me for it and they're nice to me and I love that. I love the adrenaline of packaging in order. That is my favorite thing in the world. It's so weird about me, but me and my mom always talk about it. My favorite thing in the world is to package in order because I try my best to package each order nicely, put cute little stickers in there and a thank you note and 
just doll it up for my customers because I just want to thank each and every customer for spending their money, their hard-earned money in my shop and trusting me to style them and trusting me to give them a sweatshirt they like or a t-shirt or a scrunchie or anything. If they like anything from my box, I'm just so appreciative because at the end of the day, I know they did not have to do that, but they are choosing to spend their money with me and I'm so thankful. So yeah, this episode is not it all about bragging. It is all about how you can do it too. I am so thankful and I want to continue to spread the love because at the end of the day, small businesses are the backbone of the United States and I want to see more people my age and older, millennials, Gen X, all of us. I want to see people leaving the workforce and doing things that actually makes them happy. So that is exactly what this podcast episode is about, doing things that make you happy. And I'm going to teach you some of my tips on how to grow your Etsy shop exponentially, especially for the new year. New year, new you, 21. I'm so hoping that 2021 is so much better than 22. I mean, excuse me, 2020. Um, So yeah, just keep on listening to this podcast and just bear with me. I know I'm a little long-winded with my intro, but I want to thank you guys so much for also listening to this podcast this year. I have one more episode that will be coming out before the new year, I believe. Let's see. Oh, excuse me. I have a podcast episode that will be coming out in 21. So the next time you will hear me will be in 2021. So let's take each other together into the new year. So yeah, let's get into this episode a little bit more. The first thing that I have for someone who is looking to grow their Etsy shop, you got to start it. You have to start your Etsy shop. If you don't know how, it is so simple. Just go start your Etsy shop. Um, for some tips that I have, of course, if you actually don't legitimately know how to start it, um, YouTube it. Ask other people you might know. Just do that. I actually had my mom start my Etsy shop for me years ago. Started it years ago, but I really didn't start selling for a long time. I just had the shop, but yeah. I didn't really use it, (laughs) but um, my mom started for me and you can also look it up on YouTube and it's also kind of self-explanatory. So basically for the layout of the shop, I want to first say a name would be ideal, but when you're first starting out, honestly, it does not matter what name you have. People just want to shop. They don't really shop by your name. They shop by your items. Someone's going to look in the search bar for a specific thing and you just want your thing to pop up. It really doesn't matter what your name is. For the longest, my name was EML Sales, which is literally my initials and then sales and that was it. And I finally changed it to the Cheap Teak, which is my all around that I have for my Depop, my Poshmark and my Curtsy. I decided to just match all my selling platforms for tax reasons and that's what I'm doing now. But I decided to change it to the cheap tea because I also thought it was a little cuter because I am all about sustainability at an affordable cost. So that was why I picked that name. But, and also I love the boutique type of thing. I wanted to do something with a boutique, but I didn't want to name it a boutique. So I wanted the cheap tea sustainability at an affordable cost. That's my kind of slogan. I mean, slogan, but yeah. Um, If you are looking to make the graphics for your shop, where you put your name, where you put your shop name in the, you have like the little, the shop 
bubble thing. You guys know what I'm talking about, where you have the picture of your shop when you click on your shop. That I made through Canva. Canva is the most amazing graphic designing shop um, site, excuse me, most amazing graphic designing site that you can find for free. Literally, all you really need to do is just find a cute background and then put your shop title on there. You can do that. They have so many different fonts that you can choose from, so many different graphics that you can choose from. And I did that to match my photo, my cover photo, and then my banner on the top of my Etsy. If you want to look at what I'm talking about, go on my Etsy. Honestly, the best way if you want to see my banner also would be going on the web. If you have a laptop or an iPad, that'd be perfect because you could see the banner. But um, I like to have a banner because I think it looks so much cuter and a lot of people do shop online. So yeah, I make sure to have a banner and I have the regular logo cover that I both made on Etsy for absolute, I mean, excuse me, both made on Canva for absolutely free. So of course, step one, start your Etsy shop. Step two, build a following and get likes to boost your standing. So the thing with Etsy is, as a lot of the resellers know, on Poshmark, you're going to have to share. On Depop, you're going to have to refresh. And on Curtsy, you're going to have to boost. And also Mercari, you're going to have to boost. But the thing with Etsy is that your items sit. You don't have to really do anything to your items. They just kind of sit there. They just sit there, they wait on you, and they wait on customers to buy. However, when you are looking up something, just typed in shirt onto Etsy, thousands and thousands of shirts pop up. Literally thousands pop up. Etsy boosts certain shops for their sales, for their engagement, for their total followers, and also for their reviews. You can also do... um, You can also do like um, ads, but I wouldn't recommend doing an ad at all. Don't do an ad. But um, you can boost your shop by getting more engagement. And this is something that I actually discovered myself. I 100% did this myself. So, of course, I did the mystery box this summer. To get my mystery box started, of course, it was a little slow. So I had the price cheaper than it should have been. And then I also have, so my mom has her own Etsy shop. Wonderful, beautiful, amazing. I got my mom, who is another account, to like my mystery box. I liked it for my account. So that is two likes, two more engagements. The more engagements you have, the more people will be there. So I kept you know, with those easily, those two likes, I got my mom as an outside source, sort of, um, to like my Etsy box and more people started coming in, more people started coming in through engagement. Another thing that I love doing was advertising through Pinterest. Pinterest is a huge site for me. I am really big on Pinterest. I have over 200 thousand monthly viewers on my Pinterest because I post a lot of engaging content that goes along with my mystery boxes in order to boost my sales. So that's what I normally do is boost my sales on Pinterest by having a picture of my mystery box or just take a picture of a really cool sweatshirt that I may have in my inventory for the sweatshirt box. And that's what I do. I literally just try to boost it as much as I possibly can. And yeah, 
That's what I do. I use my Pinterest. Utilize your Pinterest. If you have a business Instagram, start trying to drive people to your Instagram and even start doing that. If you have a reseller community, start getting likes and stuff from resellers to help you boost, to build a following. And also by linking your Etsy and your Instagram together, simply just put your Instagram in the bio of your Etsy shop. Send people to your Instagram so you can build a following on multiple platforms. So yeah, that's my number two tip is to make sure that you build a following and get likes to boost your standing in the amazing Etsy algorithm. Because the Etsy algorithm has helped me out so much. Literally, when you look up mystery box or you look up sweatshirt mystery box, I'm one of the first ones that you see because I've had a lot of likes and a lot of people being receptive to my mystery box. So yeah, Literally, if you look up the Visco mystery box, I'm the first one to come up. Then my sweatshirt is the next. And then my accessory box, like honestly, my whole shop kind of pops up on the mystery box page. And I love it so much. I really do. And I'm so happy that we can have the opportunity to honestly have an equal balance. Another thing I want to mention is that um, this is as of last year. If you offer free shipping on a lot of bigger priced items, Etsy will boost that for absolutely free. Nine times out of 10, you will be on the front page if you offer free shipping on an item. So if you wanted to do, say, a bigger mystery box that has a lot of clothes in it, so you could sell it for around 60 bucks and you offer free shipping, Etsy will most likely boost your item for you free of charge just because you're offering free shipping because that is a huge deal that they run with their customers. I love that so much. So yeah, shout out to Etsy for that. The algorithm is amazing and you don't have to worry about sharing every day. But another thing that I have noticed is that when you refresh your items, like you make a small adjustment to it or whatever, and you save again, it can um, pop up on more people's feed, I think. I don't know. That's just been my experience in the past, but it's popped up like as soon as I make an adjustment and then I hit save, it's like the next second somebody will like it. So maybe it's like regenerating it. I have no clue. But yeah, Etsy is amazing when it comes to boosting for the algorithm. So when it comes to the thousand plus sales, what is important next is the inventory. You have to make sure you have the inventory. For me, I sell mystery boxes. My mystery boxes, the items, the contents itself come from either Goodwill because I love thrift shopping. I love sustainable shopping. Or the t-shirts will come from Dirt Cheap. I do retail arbitrage. I absolutely love Dirt Cheap because I can get items cheaper and newer at Dirt Cheap than I can at Goodwill. So why would I not want to get some new tag items for $1? But if you don't have an item, I mean a Dirt cheap in your area, check out other liquidation places, um, check out for sale racks, and also just thrift when in doubt thrifted out i love thrifting and i feel like thrifting is the best bet when it comes to doing mystery boxes like that i have gotten so many different items from there and another disclaimer i want to say is i don't always sell mystery boxes i also have different clothing items that i get and especially on etsy if you cannot tell etsy is very very big on selling vintage items so Back to what I always say. If you have a Goodwill bins near you, 
go to the Goodwill bins. The Goodwill bins has so many different vintage items that would do amazing on Etsy. I've sold windbreakers. I've sold vintage jerseys. I've sold vintage tees. I've sold the coolest Rolling Stones crew neck vintage 1980s concert rolling stones crew neck for 150 on my etsy i also sold the coolest um countdown at the neon armadillo vintage jacket worn by a cast member that i got from a goodwill bins for around 100 bucks on etsy you can do so much with vintage clothing on etsy you don't have to do mystery boxes i personally do but actually if you want my opinion mystery boxes are a little oversaturated now and a lot of people aren't buying them as much because there have been a lot of failures like some people just I have had some rude pretty rude comments and the way people react to it and some people don't like mystery boxes so selling items straight up is also just as good so I would do that and also if you have a Cricut use it. Make your own t-shirts. Etsy is the mecca of making your own t-shirts. Literally just type in shirt in Etsy and there are so many different Cricut made shirts that say anything you want. You can put your name on it. You can do custom shirts. They have the office, friends, gossip girl, black lives matter. Anything you want on a t-shirt, everybody has it on Etsy. Etsy is the best for making t-shirts for a t-shirt business. And honestly, if you're thinking about it and you have the opportunity to get a Cricut or you have a Cricut, which aren't that expensive, they're around $100 to $200, I believe, for a decent size one. And you just get the vinyl and you make your t-shirts, you print it, and there you go. I recommend doing t-shirts also and just start up your Etsy shop. Work on getting all the supplies that you need. For pictures, honestly, just get a really cute furry rug. That's what I personally have. I set my items on the furry rug, take a picture, post it onto Etsy. There you go. And the thing with Etsy is that it really just, you just need an iPhone or a camera, qual- a really good camera quality. And you put it on your Etsy and that's it. You just take pictures, put it on there, and you can have an entire shop. If you have a niche for anything, if you have a niche for candles, you can make candles, take a picture, put it on Etsy, figure out your shipping. The shipping for those is going to be a little bit different because you're going to make sure you got to package it so that the glass won't break. There you go. Boom. You could start your business. You could start a candle business. Anything that you want to do, Etsy is amazing for it. That's why I personally love Etsy a lot is that I can sell a variety of items that I could not sell on Depop or Poshmark or Curtsy. You don't just sell clothes on there. Um, I know some jewelry makers on Etsy. I have a couple friends in college who have jewelry businesses and they make jewelry, snap photos of it, take and then upload it and you could have an entire fan base just off of your jewelry on your Etsy shop. And you don't need a website. You don't have to pay the website fees. It's right there for you. I don't know. What else could you want? I love Etsy so much. I can't recommend it enough. The simplicity of the site is my number one draw, honestly. And yeah, I just... I love it. I love Etsy so much. But yeah, the simplicity of it, snap a photo, add it onto the site. There you go. 
the algorithm will boost it itself. Maybe ask your friends to like your item, even if they're not necessarily interested in it, just to get some people's eyes on it. There you go. That's really all you need. So yeah, that is the next thing that I wanted to talk about. And the kind of last thing I wanted to wrap up this episode in talking about is... setting goals for yourself. As 2021 approaches, I believe that we will probably see a lot of people wanting to try out this new business kind of thing. Everybody just wants hope for what's going on, especially with the amount of jobs lost this year and the lack of government help. And I say set goals for yourself. I already have the plan with my mom to make a reseller New Year's resolution of what I want to do as a reseller. And if you have an idea for your shop, you know where you're going to get the items from. If you want to just thrift it or you want to retail arbitrage it, do that. Or you want to hand make it, figure that out. But set goals for yourself. Set goals and say, okay, for this month, I want to work on completely uploading everything that I absolutely know that I want to sell for my shop. Then we're going to, the next month, do something different. You know, sometimes until you find your niche, if you don't know your niche, try to find it. If you want to try out selling jewelry for a little bit, do it. If you want to try out reselling clothes for a little bit, do that. If you want to try out making t-shirts for a little bit, also do that. But set goals for yourself to see a timeline of how you want to let this play out. I personally think that setting goals keeps me more organized and gives me more motivation. Especially when I first started out in the summer, I set a goal for myself to try out the Visco Aesthetic mystery box and I wanted to sell a hundred by the summer. Long story short, I blew that out of the water. I sold way more than a 100, but I wanted to see how I could do it and I did it. I set goals for myself, tangible goals for myself that I also felt that I could surpass. Even if it's small things with see how many necklaces you can sell while also doing other things or setting a goal by the end of this week I want to have five necklaces made that I can put onto my site that's a tangible goal that can help out your business set interactive goals for yourself that can benefit you and there you go I just your your chances and options with Etsy are so unlimited that I really, really, really want to see you guys succeed. And it's so easy on Etsy because they give you a lot of ways to be the best that you absolutely can. And when it comes to Etsy, it's about organization. And you want to be organized and you also want to be motivated. Make sure that you're motivated to do the things that you want to do. So set those goals for yourself to say, by this timeline, by January 6th, I want to have my shop up and running. Then by January 30th, I want to have at least my first five items on there. Then by April, I want to have at least 50 items on there. 100, 200. I want to make X amount of sales by this day. 
set tangible goals for yourself to keep you motivated so you don't burn out from your shop. Because one thing that I know about being a reseller is that the burnout is real, especially during times where it's a dry period. I have felt burnout so many times. But by setting goals, I don't want to ever let myself down. I keep the motivation going high. And I know that if I let myself down, I'm going to be so disappointed to the point where I'm like, no, I have to keep going. I don't want to let myself down. I'm going to meet this goal just to prove myself wrong. And in a sense, right. I want to keep my goals. So keep those goals because they can also motivate you in a time of burnout. Um. I said that was the last one, but I really wanted to do this one tip for you guys that I really think can help you. So if you are getting ready to start your Etsy shop, if I've motivated you enough to start your Etsy shop, what you should do and you know what you're going to sell, the most important thing, I talked about the Etsy algorithm, but I also have to let you know the Etsy algorithm does have a way of working. I forgot to mention this. It's self-explanatory. But keywords, when you're naming your item, it's the weirdest thing in the world. I'll go ahead and tell you, but it works with Etsy. For literally my sweatshirt mystery box, I have it titled Sweatshirt Crew Neck Hoodie Mystery Box Bundle. For my Fisco one, it is, let me see. Excuse me. (laughs) For my Visco Girl Mystery Box, it's Visco Girl Mystery Box Style Bundle Summer Sports Sports College Professional T-Shirt Style Bundle Mystery Box. Keywords. Keywords are so important in making sure that your item is boosted by the algorithm. Consider the keywords that are going to help you. If you have a specific item that you have, make sure that you can find any tangible word that can describe that one item and put it into your title or put it into your description box so that Etsy can pick it up and boost it for you when someone looks up something. If you were looking up a piece of jewelry, if I literally just type in jewelry, I expect to find so many different things. I expect to find necklaces, bracelets, earrings, and I do. Just because you have a necklace doesn't mean you should just call it a necklace. You need to call it so much more so that if you want to look up a joy cuff, if you want to look up a locket, if you want to look up a anything, a bangle, it should be in the item and not just have it listed as necklace or bracelet. Here's an example I have. This shop has 18,000 sales. And for a neck, for a bracelet, she calls it the joy cuff inspirational bracelet mantra. Encouragement gifts for daughter confidence, stamped, secret, message, jewelry, quote, friend, scuff, bangle. That isn't a sentence. Us resellers know. Us Etsy shop owners know. That is not a sentence, and we never claim it to be a sentence. We claim it to be for the algorithm. It helps you so much if you have any sort of word that might be looked up to have it into your title so that Etsy can pick it up and boost it for someone who simply just looks up necklace. You want your necklace to be the first one up there because on Etsy, there are probably right now, if I I looked up jewelry, 21 million results, 21 million results. And you want yours to be one of the first one up there. That's all I'm saying. You want one of yours to be the first one up there because these keywords can help you out so much. Even though the title might seem bulky and weird, if you have a sweatshirt, don't just call it a sweatshirt. 
for my vintage Rolling Stones, I had vintage Rolling Stones, 1980s, 1990s sweatshirt, crew neck, band tee hoodie, I believe, Rolling Stones, band, all of that. Have all the words that someone could possibly look up for you there. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say about building my Etsy shop to almost 1,000 plus sales. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you, and I will see you guys in 2021. Thank you for listening to Thrifting Ain't Easy. And if you have any more questions, just reach out to me on my blog, Erica LaFloria at, whoops, excuse me, ericalafloria.wordpress.com, or find me on my Instagram for the cheap teak. Thank you guys so much for an amazing year, and I hope you learned from this episode.